Good Saturday evening here on a winning day in Knoxville for Tennessee as the Volunteers beat Missouri by a score of 35-12. We're wrapping it up with a little mini podcast here with Rob Lewis and Austin Price. I'm Brent Hubbs. Glad to have you along with us. Lots to take away from this game for Tennessee. Lots to build on, I think, Austin, when you look at it. You make, your, you make improvement from week one to week two. Now can they make more improvements into week three? But this was clearly a better football team today than they were a week ago Saturday. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, Rob talked about it in the two-minute drill, just the fact that, you know, it was a complete performance. Did they did they play perfect? No. But, I mean, the defense was bend, not break. They didn't allow a touchdown until, you know, well into the second half when they were up 28-6. to six. At that point, Brent, you know, it still, as Rob pointed out in the two-minute drill also, it still took Missouri to fourth down to get in the end zone. Tennessee did a nice job across the board. No turnovers on offense. Now, to Coach Bruce's credit, he did point out a couple that you know could have ended up going Missouri's way that Tennessee was either able to get back because of a penalty or they recovered on their own. Um, but you know, I thought Tennessee, you know, played extremely well, won the game like you hoped they would win it going in. If you're a Tennessee fan, you know, uh, Robert, I thought it was interesting when you watched the start of this game. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt led his team on the field. He was clearly emotional. He was clearly wound up trying to get his kids trying to manufacture some hype. Right, he was. He was trying to make sure they were juiced and ready to go. He stopped the buses at the top of the hill and did the vol walk, which nobody was prepared for. No security was prepared for. Nobody knew it, but he was trying to make today maybe the most normal day of all, even though it was not a normal day in Neyland Stadium. I, I thought it was another sign of the head coach pushing the right buttons with his football team, not just his X's and O's, but in terms of how he deals with this team. Yeah, I thought that, I mean, and, and the, you have to give him credit. It obviously worked when you look at the way Tennessee started the game. I mean, they're, they're, which starting hot has not really been their, their strong suit offensively, you know, for the last little bit. And, and they sure were today. I mean, they took it, you know, they had three really good drives to start the game. Smagley didn't cash the second one in, but uh, essentially just marched up and down the field the first three times they had the football got stops on the other end. I mean, Tennessee just really took control of the game, I thought, early in the second quarter. I thought Jim Chaney had a real good feel today, too. Maybe that's because things went you know, went well early. His quarterback was playing early. He, he almost stayed on his script, it felt like, all game long. I mean, the jumbo packages. And then he different formations here. They pulled tackles today in the run game. I mean, some nice wrinkles that you saw out of them today um, that you didn't see in week one. Maybe they weren't ready for it because of all the guys that are missing. You got Jalen Hyde involved. I, I thought Jim Chaney had a good day today putting this offense in, in the right position. I agree, and I think it's just another example of one of the old, you know, cliche. It's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. Everything's easier when you run the football. I mean, everything it, it, it just opens so much up. And, I mean, you know, got the play-action game going. Jarrett, you know, he wasn't, wasn't perfect by any means, but – once again, no turnovers, two weeks in a row. That's, I mean, I, I think I think Jeremy Pruitt will take the quarterback play that he's got the past two games. Oh, absolutely. I mean, has to. I mean, again, the ball, I thought his accuracy was much better today. I liked the way he was decisive and using his feet. He had a slant that he shouldn't have thrown that could have been picked and should have been picked. I don't think he ever saw uh, the safety coming with the slant. I thought that was the one you're a real bad play. I mean, the, the, you know, Austin, the, the little screen they were trying to throw out there to Princeton Fant or whatever that was, that wasn't his fault. He got absolutely jackhammered because they didn't pick anybody up off the edge. I, I thought overall 
Jared took a step today. You know, everybody wanted to know what was he going to be like this week. Physically, he was better. Mentally, I thought he was right where he was a week ago. Agreed. I thought that, you know, he did not really put it in harm's way. The only, the only one I can remember is in the second half, he threw into like triple coverage. Now that might be the play you're talking about, uh, you know, that easily could have been picked off. But, you know, he hit the two nice balls to Jalen. It's clear he likes Jalen Hyatt and realizes how he can change the – the you know the wide receiver position here. He talked about that in his post game about how good it was to get him out there today and let him be involved. Um, uh, Malachi Weidman, I did not see him in the game, but apparently he got in the game at some point because um, he mentioned that he was in there. Um, you know, but again, though, as Rob said, it's easier when you're running the football. I thought they did get a little pass happy to start the game, and then and then really just really ran it almost at will. You know, the rest of the way after that first quarter. Well, he was certainly – I mean, they were, they were going to take some deep shots early to try to stretch him. But when you come back – I mean, they, I think they had like 28 runs in the first half or something like that, which was uh, obviously a far cry from what we saw a week ago. They, they, they clearly had more balance and uh, was in, in better shape there. You, I, you brought it up down the two-minute drill. Tennessee's where they, they won the two games they're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to me, as big as anything, this whole season is establishing a trend against – the Missouris, the Vanderbilts, the South Carolinas, the teams you've really struggled to consistently beat the last decade. You start establishing a trend, I think the wins over the Auburns and Georgias and other teams like that will come. Well, and look, that's Rob, that's the thing. I wrote this on, I guess, Wednesday. Everybody measures – they're going to measure you whether you beat the big boys, okay? But the reality is before you can really beat the big boys, other than a, you know, a random upset here and there, you got to learn to walk, so to speak, by beating the people you're supposed to beat. Tennessee's supposed to win this game by double digits today. That's what Vegas said. Line didn't move all week long. They were supposed to win this game by double digits. To their credit, they took control of the football game early and kept it for 60 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you saw it start last year when they, outside of, you know, the, the, the horrendous start, I mean, Jeremy's started doing this last year. People Tennessee, you know, you can't, <laughs> they, they went from the cellar to the middle of the pack. I mean, they had a 500 record for in the SEC for the first time since, good gracious, like Butch's next to last year. And um, you can just feel it coming. And now, I mean, I, I feel like this team, you know, are they ready to compete with Georgia and Florida? You know, I, I don't know that I would say that. But boy, they're, they're way closer to well, being able to stand toe-to-toe than they have been in years. And you know why that is? In my opinion, I had one of the media guys that was here in the box today, and he, he doesn't come all around all the time. And, he came up and he said, what do, you, what do you think the difference is in this football team now versus a year ago or two years ago? And I said, it's the line of scrimmage. No I mean, question. you're winning at the line of scrimmage. And that's to me, that's because you're better at the line of scrimmage, you've won these close games, and that's why you've won eight in a row. Well, you've, fi- you've, you've figured out how to finish games against Mississippi State last year, get a key conversion here and there, pick up a blitz, you know, or, or pick up a third and short, whatever. I mean, all of a sudden, Jarrett looks like Tom Brady on quarterback sneaks. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, and that, to me, all goes back to offensive line, mentality. Um, you know, the line of scrimmage, especially offensively, maybe not defensive line, but offensively, they've got some show ponies up there, and those show ponies are starting to play, including the guy you talked about in the two-minute drill, Wanya Morris, who, again, you were hoping as a sophomore would take a step, but then he had to quarantine for basically 28 days. And you, you wondered, but two games in, he's finding the stride. I think he was much better today than he was a week ago, which you would expect. You know, it's interesting, Rob, last week at South Carolina, Jeremy Pruitt had a fourth and one, and he elected to kick a long field goal that Samaglia missed. Today, he opens the drive. He's got two fourth and ones. 
and, and they didn't even think. It was like well, sprint to the line of scrimmage. Their, right? their own 34-yard line in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean. That's, that's showing some faith and, and confidence in your guys. So, I mean, you look at they were 6-13 on third down, but then you toss in that they were 4-4 four for four on fourth down, and that looks a lot better. I mean, because, you know, I think sometimes that they were calling plays on third down with the idea that, hey, if we don't get it, it's, you know, we, we're, gonna, we're, we're going for it. And uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty big time for where this team was a couple of years ago in, in terms of short yardage execution and ability. Well, they did some short yardage stuff with Spragans on the field, Cooper Mays, you know, the jumbo stuff they had out there. Cade certainly helped. I think I think Trey played even better today with Cade out there. Wanye played better. I mean, there's an attitude that those guys bring about. I think what's going to be interesting moving forward when you look at this team defensively, what do they look like in the back end next week? Assuming Schamberger's back, Bryce Thompson's but, healthy. And, and, and they tried to not play him very much today, like to the point like where he would go up to DA. I was watching through my binoculars, would go up to DA, push to go into the game. DA would push him back, and then he would jump around like, oh, I mean, come on, let's go, let me play. I think that's probably smart because they didn't need him today. I mean, he played a little bit. He was even in there in the fourth quarter, which I didn't really understand at that point why they needed him necessarily. But let him continue to get healthy because they're going to need him next week. They're going up against, you know, George Pickens, who is a pretty good football player. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I'm curious to see what the secondary looks like with him healthy, with Schamberger out there. I know Theo Jackson had the pick today, but I think we'd all agree that there's probably more confidence with Schamberger at the oh, nickel position than there is anybody else no there. No doubt about it. You, you know, and, and Rob, I, I think Elante Taylor's got to bounce back. He wasn't bad today, but he wasn't the Elante Taylor we saw a week ago at South Carolina. I yeah, didn't think. When, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, he didn't show up in the run game in particular like he did today. And I, you know, I have to go back and look at it on film, but I mean, Tennessee, it was the one, the one throw over here on fourth down. It was just perfect. Right. I mean, for a big game, out. I, I wouldn't fault anybody for that one. But there were a couple other times that they got thrown over their heads. That, uh, and I, I, I don't know if Elante was in on all that, but I know a couple of them. He, it looked like he gave up some things that he, he just wasn't giving up last week. No, he was he was better a week ago. I think I, I thought he played better a week ago than he did today. I tell you, who, who did stand out more today? I thought Cravera's Crouch made some plays today. I thought he was better on the inside today. Now maybe it's because there wasn't. They didn't pick on him as much across the middle with what they were doing, but I thought he was more active today. Maybe he's getting a little more comfortable. He'll have to show up in the run game, obviously, against Georgia next week, but I thought he was better today. Were you surprised less Tyler Barron? A little bit. Yeah, I was. I mean, as, much as, they were, get into the game. as much as they were rotating all those guys up there, I was, I was really surprised uh, that he didn't play any more than he did. But um, they rotated a ton of guys on the defensive front. It looked like a daggum Chinese fire drill out there, you know, Seemingly every snap, Tennessee's running three or four guys on uh, on the defensive front. Uh, I'll tell you what I thought. I, you know, obviously I've fairly been fairly close to those boys for the last several years, but I, I thought pretty neat moment when with that on the Todd Chandler touchdown run. Uh, you know, Cooper and Cade were lined up side by side out there in that jumbo set, and helped kind of pave the way on that touchdown run. Um, you know, another neat moment after the game, Jarrett goes over and gives his mom. Uh, Miss Karen, uh, the, uh, one of the game balls. I mean, like little things like that, you know, in, the, in a year where, like, you know, it's so weird, it just kind of makes it more normal. Well, it was normal once they started kicking the ball, and you have normal moments like that where families are getting to celebrate. The chances for the opportunity for Tennessee next week is huge, obviously, when you go to Athens, Massive. Georgia. We'll see what Georgia looks like a little bit later against Auburn. As we close this mini-podcast out, I want to spin it forward a little bit. Rob, I'll start with you. 
what are the one or two things that Tennessee needs to take another step from this week to next week it, it, if, if they're going to pull off you know, an upset at Georgia or make that a 60-minute game at Georgia? What's well, the next step? I think maybe get a little, little bit more dynamic on defense. But I, you know, have, they've, had, they've gotten a turnover in each, you know, in each game. But, you know, just one, just didn't see a lot of explosive defensive plays today. I think and even, you know, we'll see what Georgia's offense looks like tonight. But I, I think you know, creating some havoc on that side of the ball. I think paramount next week is, and I know Jeremy said after the game, you know, hey, we had a lot of the guys out with COVID and stuff, and they're not ready to play a full game. Trimming down that offensive line rotation because there was a couple of times where, again, much like last week, you know they they go right down the field and score, have a lot of success. Then they change the lineup a little bit. Next series, not as much, you know. And so I think, you know, if you can find a way to keep those guys on the field, I think that goes a long way to playing them, you know, more consistently on offense. Because I mean, it almost has felt like this in the first two weeks when Tennessee's needed a touchdown. They've been able to go get it, but then it's like they fool around with like different lineup changes and you know this and that, and then you know they go into a lull. Then when they need it again, they go get a touchdown. Um, I think to be more consistent, they've got to trim some type of rotation down. Yeah, I think for me defensively, it's just about being more consistent. There, there are times that uh, that they they flat out you know dominant you know and, and hold everybody you know hold it down. That they didn't. They didn't handle the quarterback change particularly well. I mean, they got you know they got beat deep once and got away with it because the kid dropped the ball. So I think they got to clean up a few of the mental mistakes that they have made defensively to tighten that up if they're going to have a chance to go between the hedges and win next week. But that's next week. As for today, Tennessee two and zero. Win streak continues as they beat Missouri here at Neyland Stadium by a score of thirty-five to twelve. For Rob Lewis and Austin Price, I'm Brent Hubs. Have a great rest of your Saturday, everybody.